This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. Future Talk. Future Talk. With Omnia Al Saleh and Hany Balkis on Pulse 95. Welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. But it's me, Hannibal Qais, with Omnia Saleh. And it is Sunday fun day. And we do hope you're having a good time at home, just like Omnia and I are at home, giving you Future Talk home edition from the comfort and safety of our own home to combat the coronavirus COVID-19. But Omnia, we do have a lot in store for them today, don't we? Yes, indeed. Over the weekend, lots has been happening with the tech world. And we're going to be starting with WhatsApp because now they're allowing more users in group video and audio calls. And we're going to be telling you all about how this could help you stay connected with your loved ones. Yes, indeed. And we're also talking about how Apple is tweaking how MacBooks charge to extend their battery lifespan. Yes, indeed. Apple is doing big things in the tech world. They just launched their new iPhone. So we're going to be telling you the latest updates on that, too. Um, But in other news, schools in Sharjah have definitely been adjusting to online learning. And to tell us more about it and give us an update, we are going to be speaking to Dr. Gregor Cameron, who is the School Improvement Advisor at Sharjah Private Education Authority. He's going to be telling us about their three virtual competitions that are happening across all schools along with an update on how assessments is going to be taking place uh, with the COVID-19 pandemic. Are they still going to be doing regular exams and asking students to open their webcam or are they going to be doing project-based assessments? Yes, indeed. And if you're feeling lonely during uh, the isolation for COVID-19, we have the app for you. But to find out what that app is, stay tuned right here only on Pulse95. Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Your quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world in the UAE and around the world. Apple is doing big things, Hany, aren't they? Because I know you're their fanboy. And when I saw this story, I thought I had to share it with you and see what you had to say about it. Yes, indeed. Now I am the Apple fanboy, Omni. But before we jump into the MacBook, let's talk about the iPhone SE. Now their price range is amazing. Now that mm-hmm. is the budget phone. It isn't a flagship iPhone 11 or iPhone 11 Pro, but uh, they have they do have the A13 Bionic chip in that iPhone SE, which is the same Bionic chip, which is in the iPhone 11 and 11 Pro, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it does go for a price around $399 for the 64 gigs, which is around 1,200 dollars or even 1,300. Now the price is a little bit tempting. I do have an i11 Pro myself and I want to buy it just because it's so cheap. So hats off to <laughs> Apple for bringing that out. Now they didn't do uh, their annual uh, kind of conference, yeah. but they did do it. They did release it in a press release and uh, it's kind of a you know coronavirus you can't have so many big gatherings right now mm-hmm. so for Apple to do in a press release does make sense but we're going to talk about how about MacBooks now Apple is tweaking how MacBooks charge to extend their battery lifespan now Omnia does a kind of a, a complaint about her battery on her <laughs> MacBook as she does have her on 1500 uh, battery cycles Omnia how, how many cycles <laughs> do you have I think it's 1500 last time you checked I never checked again <laughs> 1500 i think the optimal after you need to charge it is about uh change it sorry not charge it is after a thousand but omnia you know she always has to be number one and no no way it's a thousand <laughs> it's a, i you, believe it's a thousand 
I didn't yeah, even know about that. After a thousand, you need that. to change it. <laughs> well, I'm glad Apple is introducing their new feature now. Um, but sadly, it's only happening in the most modern MacBooks. It's called the Battery Health Management. So uh, it's going to be available starting from today if you updated your MacBook to the macOS Catalina 1015 update. So by default, this new feature is going to be extending the overall lifespan of your laptop's battery. So it's going to help reduce the rate of chemical aging. Um, it does so by not charging the battery all the way up to the maximum in certain cases, which is definitely something Hani has preached about all, yes. <laughs> all the time over the oh, show. You know, mm. you know, Omnia, that's great that you did mention that. I'll tell you why, right? Why? So I've been I've been telling you ever since I got the uh, the 11 Pro, I started implementing this this new routine of mine of yeah. never charging it to full or even uh, never keeping it on the charge for a mm -hmm. long period of time. Now, mm -hmm. Omnia, I did check on my battery. I think it was yesterday or the day before, and I did notice that I went to a whopping 94% of battery health, which did ama not amaze me. It ama it's amazingly ridiculous how even though I did take the precautions mm. on on kind of uh, maintaining my, my my battery health, I did see that drop in, how in, long in, have in you the battery had it health. For? How long? I've had you? it, Omnia. I believe. Uh, let's talk about January. Oh wow! Beginning of January, uh, end of the January, yeah. So ninety-four percent, and and I haven't been charging it or overcharging it at all. Uh, original original uh, wire from Apple, mm -hmm. original fast charging, and I don't charge it overnight. So to see that drop is kind of it's, it's kind of uh, uh, disappointing in a way. So it maybe I it mean, is a myth. That was my typical routine: just plug in the phone and go to bed. And now I try to charge it a little bit before bed so that I can take it off by then. But that's so weird. I really hope they launch a similar. Uh, feature for iPhones because you know as you mentioned fully charging your battery definitely puts a strain on it but I hope that it would actually yeah. preserve it not to charge yeah. it fully but you see, but you see Omni there's an also a different kind of speculation or theory mm -hmm. now if you're an iPhone power user no matter how good or how hard you try to kind of maintain your battery health mm -hmm. you're still gonna see that drop in battery so you know me Omnia I'm always on my iPhone I do <laughs> I do a lot of things on my iPhone I am an iPhone power user oh, and yes. I do use my iPhone a lot so that could be also a part of why the battery did drop yes indeed um, but in other news whatsapp is doing big things in the tech world because you know we're all depending on different video chat platforms to stay connected with our loved ones but now they're allowing a bigger party to happen on whatsapp more users can be involved in group video and audio calls yes Omnia. now that you know i, I know why whatsapp is doing this i'll tell you why Omnia. Mm -hmm. now lately right uh there's an app called house party Right, oh, and house yeah. party, and house party. You can, I think, you go up to like fourteen people. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. so so now when when a new app or new new feature comes to a different app, other than these these dominating apps, right? The apps they kind of have to adapt to those apps as well. So that's why I always like competition on you because competition <laughs> means a lot of people are going to try to kind of uh, 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 try to copy them yeah. or even or, or even uh, do something new that the yeah. other app didn't do. But Omnia, WhatsApp uh, is going to reveal how many users will finally be able to join the group call when the new calling feature 
is rolled out globally. Now, the, the changes were spotted in WhatsApp Messenger Beta, which is for the iOS 2.2. Now, what's going to happen is while you're in a call, WhatsApp does show a new header informing mm. that the call is an end-to-end encrypted. So safety isn't a matter here. Now, all participants will have to be on the most recent WhatsApp version for iOS and Android to, to be able to participate in a bigger group call. Now, what's interesting is, as you mentioned, Hani, WhatsApp is definitely feeling a little bit of jealousy from all these uh, other video chat platforms like House Party, like Zoom. Um, their current limit was four people per phone call if you want to have a group call. So uh, last month, 70% more people participated in group video calls using Facebook Messenger and also using WhatsApp. So they definitely feel like they do need to up their game um, along with making sure that their other platforms, since Zuckerberg also owns Facebook um, that he also makes sure that Facebook Messenger is also being up to date. So we're going to be telling you the latest updates on how many users are going to be joining once that is revealed. But make sure that both your iPhone and Android are up to date, are updated um, to make sure that you are the first to drop, hop on the wagon. Oh, mm. Hop on that wagon, Omnia. Yes, <laughs> indeed. I mean, it's kind of a tongue twister as well. But we're going to be having an interview with Dr. Gregor Cameron in a bit. So stay tuned right here only on Pulse. Pulse 95. You're listening to Pulse 95. Future Talk. Future Talk. With Omni Al Saleh and Hany Balkis on Pulse 95. Yes, you're listening to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. Online learning or learning from a distance has definitely been a huge learning curve that students and teachers right here in the UAE and all around the world have been trying to get used to. There have been challenges, but there, there have definitely been a lot of benefits uh, that have been that students have been taking through this new format of learning. And to tell us more about some virtual competitions that are going to be taking place right here in Sharjah schools, we have with us on the line Dr. Gregor Cameron, who is the School Improvement Advisor at Sharjah Private Education Authority. Um, Dr. Gregor, it's definitely an honor to have you speaking to us today. Thank you very much. Um, we wanted to know a little bit more about these three virtual competitions that are taking place uh, and that are happening under the initiative of Sharjah Private Education Authority. Sure. So we have um, three competitions um, taking place currently. The, the competitions are divided according to the age of and grade of the students. So the first competition is for the KG to grade five students, and we call that um, Sharjah Treasures. Mm-hmm. So the, 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 the purpose of it is really to identify our gifted and talented students, um, particularly in the area of the performing arts. So this is quite a simple competition in that we just want to hear from students uh, of uh, schools who have a particular, as I say, a gift or talent in the area of performing arts. So it could be music, it could be dance, it could be uh a dramatic performance, gymnastics mm-hmm. performance maybe, or even a Quran recital. So mm-hmm. it can be in an Arabic or an English. And um, what we're wanting is for the schools to identify and select um, a number of students from their school, and then they will go through to a final. So we're looking at the top four students from uh, any of the schools who wish to participate, and they'll go through to a, a judging final uh, mm-hmm. and to identify the top Mm-hmm. Um, performance. Mm-hmm. The second competition is for grade six to nine students. 
and this is called Aspiring Authors. Um, and we've partnered with um, the Kelly Mark Group and, uh, and also with their team through UAE, it's called UAB, U-A-E-B-B-Y. Mm-hmm. And it's really a creative writing competition where, once again, identifying those who are talented in the area of um, not just writing, but also an illustration. So we're looking at the theme as being um, anything to do with Sharjah itself or Sharjah City. That's the, the topic or the theme the students have to write about. Looking at approximately 600 words. Um, and. The silent competition is for the students who maybe have a gift or talent in the area of illustration, etc., but maybe not quite so much in uh, the area of writing. Mm-hmm. And once again, we're looking for the top four students from each school to go forward and to be judged by uh, UAB and the Calamart group. They'll be judged by profess- professionals and authors. Um, and we're looking at the top three students being mentored and hopefully to have their writing and their illustrations published in the form of a book. So that's mm. quite an exciting competition. Definitely. The last one, yeah, the last competition is we've partnered with Shira. Shira is, uh, stands for the Shira Entrepreneurship Centre. Mm. And this is not just a competition. It starts with an online school. We've currently, this kicks off on Sunday, and we've got 215 grade 10, 11 and 12 students from 35 schools mm-hmm. participating in this. Um, so they, they work with Shira and they participate in their reading material to do with um, developing an idea that they have. Um, they may not come into the program with an idea to start with. Um, and then they also participate in question and answer sessions and they've got a weekly quiz to see if they've uh, remembered a lot of the material they've been been taught. Um, so that goes on for about five weeks. And then after five weeks, we give them a couple of weeks to present a one minute video to the Shira uh, judging panel. Mm-hmm. From those 215, we're hoping to identify the top 20 students. Mm-hmm. Um, and they will go and carry on and compete in uh, something called Startup Charger competition. Mm. And those 20 students can actually select a team. They can select teams from their own school, another three or four students from their own school, or they could select from those other 200 or so students who have been participating over the last five weeks from different schools. So that's up to them. Once again, they develop their idea and they would present to an expert judging panel. And we're looking at the top three groups, teams of students, Um, They will be awarded prizes by Shira, um, monetary prizes, and have the uh, honour of presenting um, in December at Mm -hmm. the Sharjah Festival um, in December, hopefully um, when things return to normal all over the world. Hopefully things will return to normal soon. Um, And looking at these competitions, they're definitely fitting the taste and uh, touching upon different skills that students might want to develop. But another challenge when it comes to distance learning is there's very little social interaction. Students Mm -hmm. are each spending time in their own home, uh, communicating with their teachers over video chat platforms. So how do you feel like such virtual competitions help uh, fill in those gaps when it comes to the lack of social interaction uh, in terms of online learning? Yeah, this is a very good question. I think the Shira competition is good in, in, in regard to the 
the online question and answer session. So that's not just for individual students. They could be logging on and speaking and interacting with maybe 100 students from schools um, throughout Sharjah. So I think that's quite exciting in, in terms of the, the listening to each other's ideas, building upon those ideas, etc. Um, I suppose, yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot of the schools, uh, just outside of this competition, a lot of the schools are always looking for opportunities for students to participate in uh, live online learning where they can see each other's faces and interact, etc. using various platforms like Microsoft Teams, Google Classrooms, etc. So, um, look, some of the comp competitions do lend themselves to collaboration, um, mm -hmm. but clearly some of the other competitions are more about the individual. Mm -hmm. Despite distance education being extremely flexible, it is definitely a solo experience. You're trying your best to make students become uh, more socializing with uh, their colleagues, whether it was through video chat platforms or even just take their minds off of things by participating in such competitions. Uh, thank you so much, Mr. Gregor, for joining us. And uh, we'll be taking a short break. And once we're back, we're going to be asking Dr. Gregor Cameron a lot more about uh, how students' class schedules have adjusted with learning from a distance and will there be examinations taking place uh, in the usual format that we know them for all this and more make sure you stay tuned right here on future talk only on pulse 95 you're listening to pulse 95 pulse 95 future talk future talk with Omni al-Saleh and Hany Balkas on pulse 95 Learning from a distance has definitely been a challenge that students and parents, teachers included, uh, have been trying to get the hang of. And right here in Sharjah, uh, different schools have been doing a fantastic role at helping make this transition a lot easier. To tell us more about the different challenges and how they were overcome right here in Sharjah, we have with us on the line Dr. Gregor Cameron, who is the School Improvement Advisor at Sharjah Private Education Authority. Um, Dr. Gregor a lot of parents uh, tuning in right now uh, are definitely wondering how has the students' class schedule adjusted to help transition the learning from a distance? Um, many parents are worried that classes like physical education or music being done virtually are not heaping the same benefits that they would when they're done in class, but at the same time might be taking uh, a lot more time of the students' day and the parents day when they could be doing or focusing on other important classes certainly yes um look it is a challenging time i think um it's difficult for many parents at the moment because of so many different variables you know many people are concerned about their own um, incomes and positions and job security and that type of thing so we are mindful of not putting um un, you know unneeded stress upon parents so look in the the Sharjah private um, schools have a lot of autonomy in terms of how they deliver distance learning and we certainly at SPEAR have been providing a lot of professional development around that and providing various guidelines to help them along the way and, and uh, we can talk later on maybe about the assessment guidelines as an example of that. Um, but we do put out recommendations, you know, for instance, KG students, we don't want them learning, they cannot stay focused for 45 minutes, so we put out recommendations about, you know, for a KG student, um, it could be 10 to 15 minutes of learning, um, and then, you know, repeated at various times throughout the day, mm -hmm. all the way up to um, the 
upper secondary students, we're looking at 30 to 40 minutes being enough in terms of online learning because it's quite an intense environment. Um, yeah, the question about the curriculum is an interesting one. Um, the focus is meant to be really on the core curriculum subjects at this stage, you know, the subjects like your maths, your science, your English and your Arabic. Whether schools wish to um, address and teach other components such as you know social studies, health and physical education, etc., um, that's really up to their individual schools. Um, mm. But we are, are expecting schools to teach the core curriculum subjects at such t such times. But what we're finding is a lot of the schools are also, as an option, um, they are, you know recommending. Uh, and providing uh, some live teaching and some pre-recorded videos around things like some exercise, etc. Mm. And I, I've been into a number of my school's uh, platforms and I've seen some really fan fantastic sort of lessons going on whereby you may see four or five KG teachers sitting around and doing some exercises and then the students can participate in that as well. So mm. they're looking at not just the academic side of learning, but they're also looking at that balance um, mm. of the social, emotional and the mental well-being because it's a stressful time not just for the uh, parents but a stress, stressful time for the students and, and where possible we are wanting the parents to participate as much as possible mm. and uh, at Spear one thing we've done is we've done quite extensive surveys especially of parents as well mm. and we've got some very very good feedback um, for uh, the educational authority as a whole but also feedback that schools uh, from parents can uh, analyze and look at and then it's sort of like formative assessment they can use that data that uh, information and feedback they're getting from parents to adjust their programs accordingly and we've got to remember also that some of our schools have only been in this environment for three or four weeks we have 10 different um, curriculum schools um, in Spear and whereas some of our you know some of our Indian schools their school year has just started so they've only really been in this environment for maybe one week so it's still quite a steep learning curve for, for some of these schools. Yeah definitely I mean it's giving yeah. having such classes you know when it comes to physical education or music it's giving students a little bit of a sense of normalcy um, at the same time helping them focus in other classes especially because there is increased screen time nowadays and parents don't necessarily can't necessarily control that anymore um, right. but looking at how long uh, learning from a distance has been happening for many curriculums it's been taking place for four weeks for others it's been only happening for about a week um, and parents are worried about forms of assessment so are exams still going to be taking place or are they going to be project-based uh, during these online classes? Can you give us a little bit of an update? Sure. Um, sorry, uh, this, yeah, that's a good question. I think um, in terms of external assessment, in terms of international assessment or external exams, that's uh, generally being put on hold because it's too difficult um, during this time to uh, administer such uh, exams. Um, very difficult because you'd need video evidence etc etc so the focus has really gone on to what we call uh, more sort of a formative assessment okay so if we think of um, assessment as many many different types but at the moment um, we're focusing on sort of the formative and formative being continuous or ongoing assessments assessment that happens during a lesson um, assessment that happens during a unit, unit or a topic and summative assessment is more at the end of so at the end of a topic at the end of a lesson and really 
often formative and summative assessment can be the same sort of thing. Um, so it's really how they're applied. So, you know, we'll find a lot of the schools are using, once again, we're putting out some guidelines to our schools uh, next week in Arabic and English, giving them sort of a quite a lengthy document that gives them lots of options to think about in terms of formative assessment and summative assessment. And really it's up to the schools to contextualise that. So they've got to think about their students what their online learning platform is, how it can cope, how their students can cope. Um, and really, I suppose the main message is it's really um, as much about continuity, um, trying to really maintain what was happening in the classroom, um, but making adjustments accordingly. So yeah, look, we still can have things like uh, tests and we can still have uh, mini assignments. There's a lot of assignments where they have marking rubrics, students get the marking rubrics, they know exactly how an assignment's going to be judged. Uh, we can have quizzes, we can get instant feedback. Um, we can, you know, teachers can be observing because we have a balance of um, online learning in terms of live lessons and also maybe some pre-recorded lessons so that the students and the parents can look at these in their own time. And I think that's important, um, having that balance of interaction, the teacher mm -hmm. actually still doing some teaching and observing yeah. and seeing what's happening, um, but also, um, What's what we call synchronous and asynchronous. Synchronous mm. means it's happening in real time. And asynchronous learning is meaning I can access the learning in my time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So it's nice to have that balance here. It's definitely great to see that there are options for both parents. You know, the parent who has time to be available for their children uh, around the clock. And then for those who are also working remotely and would like uh, to access the learning material on their own time. Uh, thank you so much, Dr. Gregor, for joining us today. It's definitely been an honor to get to speak to you and to get an update about uh, how schools in Sharjah are adjusting to learning from a distance. Thank you very much. It's nice to talk with you. We're going to be taking a short break and when we come back we're going to be talking about the new social media app which is combating loneliness on demand with the COVID-19 pandemic going on so stay tuned right here only on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. All around. What's worth a click and download. Feeling lonely during self-isolation? I know you guys aren't lonely when you listen to Future Talk right here on Pulse95 with me, Hani Bilqis and Omnia Saleh. And ladies and gentlemen, we have a new social media app which is called Hear Me and it does combat loneliness on demand. Now, as the coronavirus does drive a series of cancellations and closings around the world. Now, Omnia and I even did talk about this a couple of weeks back, how uh, weddings and gatherings were, going, were being closed and canceled and people were resulting to doing it virtually. And you guys can listen to that podcast at Future Talk 95 on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. But Omnia, what is happening with this app? So Hear Me is actually a free on-demand. I hear you, Omnia. <laughs> you definitely hear me. And yes, I, I actually, we actually don't need to use this app when we're doing the show. But for those of you who are feeling lonely and not in the mood to listen to a podcast, um, Hear Me is offering free on-demand peer support so that it can help counter all the effects of loneliness that can definitely find their way into our lives. Now, this service is 
completely free and it puts trained volunteers on standby. So it's allowing you to connect with an empathetic ear, someone who is a complete stranger in a different part of the world who is ready to listen without any form of judgment. Um, the interesting part about it is that the listeners on the other end of the line are actually trained to understand what the social media user is experiencing in the moment. So there are different categories such as, let's say, work and productivity, um, a different category could be uh, relationships, university work, and you can actually pick and choose what area do you want your listener to be uh, most experienced in. Um, but what's interesting about it is its founder actually says that not everyone needs therapy, but we all need someone to talk to. And with this application, you can actually have a listener available to you in under a minute, 24 hours a day for free. That's amazing, Omnia. Now, I like this app a lot because with the coronavirus COVID-19 pandemic going on, all of us are stuck home and mm -hmm. a lot of people are not doing a lot of things. Now, Omnia and I, we do do this show and we do it from the comfort of our own home, but a lot of people are bored. They're watching Netflix, they're gaining weight. Myself, I've gained around three kilos and I just started working out again. <laughs> but a lot of people are not being productive. Now, it's okay not to be productive because a lot of people are not being productive. You're not the only one here. Around the world people aren't doing much but some people they do feel that this is affecting their self-confidence their their, mm. their 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 self-esteem because it's very hard to just sit at home and do nothing and see yourself kind of gain weight now we do know that looks do play a big role now when you're gaining weight and you're not being able to go to the barber just like myself my beard is going crazy i look like i was on um uh, cast away with the movie for, for Tom Hanks in the 1990s. You're not the only I, I, one. I, I, trust I, yeah, me, I'm I've been having you. dreams of going to the salon at this point. I'm telling it's you, I look real I, bad. I look, I look horrible. So, so a lot of people are being depressed, and I myself, a lazy gentleman. Now, it's not, it's not a shame. I mm -hmm. did at sometimes during uh, these past couple of weeks, I did feel depressed, and I didn't want to do a lot of things, and I did result to sleep. But with the Hear Me app, you can talk to someone. Now, some people, they do get a bit shy to talk to people that they know mm. about their problems because some people, be, oh, he's judging, he or she is judging me, or they don't, don't really look care. Weak. Yeah. Exactly, but this app is specifically for people to talk about their problems and sometimes they won't even give you advice. Sometimes you don't need advice, mm -hmm. but it's good to talk and get the things off your chest. Now, I believe Omnia, there is a website as well for the people who don't want to use uh, the app. Now, mm -hmm. between the app and its website, uh, lonely social media people can watch videos and even read articles from the Hear Me content library to prep themselves for better dealing with loneliness and even finding activities to counter its torments and highlighting healthy ways to seek more interpersonal relationships. However, that final element may need to wait a while while mm -hmm. we do have the COVID-19 going on. Yes, indeed. And after you go ahead and connect with that friendly voice on the other end of the Hear Me line, you can actually use the application to track your personal progress on your emotional state and expression. So the app will ask you how you're feeling before the talk and then how you're feeling right after uh, the chat. And what's interesting is if you're feeling better and if you're feeling up for it, you can also offer to become a listener for someone else. So it's kind of like a give and take uh, that, that, relationship. That, that's amazing. That's amazing. Honestly, I I love this app. Uh, hats off to the, to the creators and founders and the people uh, kind of volunteering to listen to these people across the world. Now, I mean, th this is a big deal. You, I, I mean, you don't understand. I don't know if you understand what I'm understanding.
complaining right now. But Omnia, that means that if I'm lonely, right, and I feel that I'm feeling better, now mm-hmm. that person can go out and help people who are in that same position. And Omnia, Absolutely. I don't know if and I don't know if you feel this, but sometimes when people tell you their problems, you don't you feel better because you're yes. able to help them. Yes, it right? makes you feel like you're not so. You might be powerless. You're not with your, yeah, you might be exactly. powerless with your own problems, but you could help someone else out. And right now, we have all the time in the world to spend doing, you know, watching shows, doing different things. So why not spend them listening helping someone talk. else? <laughs> and listening to Future Talk, which reminds me, we're coming to the end of Future Talk. Yes, indeed. I mean, it is the the hit of the hour. Our show is from two to three, and we're about to hit three. So thank you guys for tuning in. And if you guys did miss. Uh, any of our shows go to just like I said our podcasts at Future Talk 95 on Apple or on SoundCloud and also we are on Spotify but we're going to open the windows for Afternoon Collect to give you all you need to know about what's happening in the youth the gaming the the, the, the movie world whatever thing you need to do in entertainment Afternoon Collect Aisha Mazmin Mikhail Atiyah they do have it for you so stay tuned right here and Omnia take it away only on Pulse 95 this is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.